the Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures, with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Jets Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust. To go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day. 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan, all of which come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at MDriveForMen.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at Liberty.edu. Drury and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. As it may be, it's Monday night, which means it is analytics and eyeballs. However, a bit of a variation tonight as we continue and actually really roll on with our first summer of strength, NCAA strength and conditioning coach. We are bringing on the uh, strength and conditioning coach from the Colorado College Tigers, Cam Davidson in about, oh, I don't know, 13 minutes or so. But Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, Swimming through the sharks, uh, as they say, of uh, student loans, etc. But uh, (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, The beauty of having one going to college for the very first time. Well... It's not like See, you. Every, every, you were there for seven years. You knew the whole thing by the time you were done. I, I wish it was uh, it's cheap <laughs> now as it was then. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, each kid has been different, so it's been a different situation, different um, times needs. change, my <laughs> friend. Times change. Yes, yeah, well, especially when there's ten year gap, right? between the first and the last. <laughs> right. So, um, okay. Well, so we know how, by you're the way, there's not a whole, there's not a whole lot of eyeball things going on right now because no, no. there's no games. Yeah. There's some eyeball things started today though, Paul, it's called the development camp. And, um, I will be out at, uh, the avalanche camp tomorrow. That's Did good. get my media credential and invitation. That's nice. Uh, Sean Barons will be there. Cam Wright will be there. Uh, right. The new goaltender, gonna... who will be a 2023 
pioneer, and I don't even remember his name, Geisel, I think. Preston Geisel, Paxton. maybe. Or something. Paxton. Paxton. Geisel. There we go. Yeah, Paxton I, Geisel. I, I was familiar with the name. I it took me a, a, a few minutes to to kind of place it properly. But Can I, I tell I, you I why knew. you know the name? Because he's going to Denver? No, Tanner Harris. <laughs> Tanner's been talking about him for for not Harris. Can't Wilson. Is it Tanner Wilson? Why do yeah. I always get those two mixed up? Tanner Harris. You're asking, is I don't know. Uh, Tanner Wilson from Texas has been way on the bandwagon of Paxton for a long time and so excited to see him uh, getting a chance to uh, perform. And of course, you know me and Cam Wright. I can't wait to visit with Cam as he gets the opportunity as a uh, uh, free agent to uh, which, show his uh, wares. Which set of pom poms are you bringing to this? Both. I'm bringing both. I'm bringing both. Yep. Both. You're gonna them. bring the the scarlet and is that what? Yep. It, and 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 white, and then you're gonna bring the blue ones. Burgundy and blue. Have, so you have all three. So you, yeah. So you have all four at once. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Wyatt. Not Obama that I'm shocked there. at this. Wyatt Ahmed, Ben Myers. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of uh, great college kids that we're going to have a chance to see. But tonight, as I said, we uh, kick off the NCAA side of uh, the strength and conditioning. And I know you were a little weary with me. You were going like, I'm not so sure that we're going to have enough to talk about in strength and conditioning. But if you heard last Wednesday night, we could have gone on two hours. And I learned so much from Chris Kerr at Liberty, but I can't wait to dig into what Cam Davidson has going on down at Colorado College and talk about that new facility that he's got right there at uh, Ed Robeson Arena. And, uh, you know, I think he's pretty uh, decent friends with Leanne Blinn, so we'll get a little jabbing back and forth before Leanne comes on on Sunday uh, night. Ali, I will leave that completely <laughs> up to you. Okay. If you think okay. I'm getting Leanne pissed at me, you, you, you're – you're nuts. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say make her mad. I just said that we'll get a little back and forth going here because I'm pretty sure Cam and Leanne are, are pretty uh, pretty decent friends in the strength and conditioning world. But we'll, well ask him that he comes you on. You can ask him. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't, I, 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 I don't would prefer not to get either one of them <laughs> on my well, bad you're, side. You're but. At, I know, but you're you're in the basement but, on Long Island. Nobody's well, going to the reason. one that got to face them. Well, that's that's your problem. I mean, you know, I don't know. If, does Cam pull buses? I don't know. I don't know. We'll ask him. We'll ask, we'll ask him. him. Buses yeah. or airplanes. Leanne pulls airplanes. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, well, every just about everybody's got their de- a development camp going on. Yeah, Stephen, our own Stephen Marshall is over at the uh, Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Saw Bruce Cassidy on the ice for the first time, and um, had a chance to get some pictures, which he's getting ready to put up on Instagram and Twitter if he right. hasn't already done so. Well, he's, um, you know, I don't, uh, I mean, I don't think everybody's on the ice yet in terms of their development camps. I would, I think some people got them going on next week. I don't know. Um, I haven't quite, you know, obviously as I kind of look around and, 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 and look for things, I, I, I haven't seen. Uh, too much of the teams around here on this side of the uh, the the Mississippi that have put uh, got theirs going this week. Maybe they got theirs next week. And I just talk about the Islanders. I'm talking about the other teams around here too. 
There uh, one. Hold on a minute. Are there other teams besides? No, the there really the aren't. World? But but I have to pretend, right? Well, for well, example, hey, like ASU's Jim got Montgomery's three kids in Boston. He's not far from you now. I know, but but like ASU <laughs> has uh, three kids up in Toronto, hanging up there with uh, Austin Matthews, and stop that! <laughs> no, stop! I, I I can't have this. Well, I was I thinking. I was thinking maybe next year that we uh, maybe designate you to go up to the Toronto camp. Uh, no. <laughs> well, no. That, that was radio silence, folks. That's no. what you call radio silence. I had to think about the answer. No. <laughs> no. You Whoa, hold on a minute. You had to think about the answer of going to Toronto or not? Well, that, I like Toronto. I like the city. I like I the we'll city. We'll make progress then if that's the case. No, the city is beautiful. It's the cleanest anyway. big city you'll ever see, but that doesn't mean I want to be around. Well, it's not even the players. I don't want to be around the fan base of that team. That's all. And you probably don't want a blue and white jersey either, I'm guessing. That's not happening. Even if I, we put Hornstein on the back? First of all, I don't put my own name on it. Well, I actually have <laughs> you know, done it for beer league softball, but no, I, I don't put I, – I have – my two what do you ASU want on the jerseys. Back, Matthews? No, I just I, – first of all, I, the two ASU jerseys I have hanging behind me, they just have a number. There's no name on it, but my name on it. The numbers are symbolic that are on them, but uh, I don't have my name on them. Well, one of them is when you graduated and the other one when you Correct. started? No. Um, the, I'm giving um, you a bad time. No, no, no. Well, in all seriousness, you're right on one of them. The other is um, – um, the other is 70, um, which was the year that, that Margo was born. So, ah, um, there you go. There you go. So, but like uh, it, like it. But, um, yeah, those, okay. those, I don't have my name on the back of it. That's no, I'm, I'm old school. No name on the Jersey. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well, some folks, listen, some point we'll get him, you know, a little bit flipped. It won't be all the way. But we'll start to get, maybe get half a name or something. No, why? No. <laughs> I also don't understand why why fans put players' names on the back of their jerseys. Oh, they like the player. They're saluting well, the player. Well, first of all, those players aren't wearing my name on the back of their jersey. No, but they're not saluting you either, are they? Um. Well, why not? No. I'm the reason. I'm what I'm. No. I'm the reason why they're making what they're making. Because uh, I watch the games reason, on TV. No, it's not. But but, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the exception I will make to that rule is, you know, if I was going to put a name on the back of a jersey, say if I got an Islander jersey, uh, the, the name I would put, the name and number I would put on the back is somebody that's retired. And an icon. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be an icon. It's an okay. icon to me, okay. but they're not going to be traded or okay. they're not, you know, they're not going to leave as a free agent. Right. So I'm not putting yeah, any so, current players on the, on the back of a Jersey. So here's the way it's going to go. In about three minutes, I'm going to connect a three way call with uh, Cam Davidson and uh, you and we'll try to play some music and we'll try to be as quiet so we don't interrupt things as we uh, get connected and come back on. Uh, so if you're listening live, that that's what uh, you're going to hear is uh, 
something we call electric sunny vibes never heard it i'm just really? gonna play it okay yeah we're just gonna play it and see what it does uh <laughs> i gotta have something because i'm running the board tonight so right. we gotta have a little something to distract uh things as i try to connect with you two um then right. we'll come back and we'll dig in we'll talk uh some uh strength and conditioning with the okay. uh, colorado college tigers strength and conditioning coach cam davidson so that's how we're going to do it here in about two minutes um in the meantime as i was saying the this this is so unique in the in the world of hockey that uh college players and freshly drafted players get to come out and work out with uh professional teams for a week right and kind of well, bond, get, get the whole experience um, and then go back to college <laughs> or juniors well, or wherever. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to, quote, unquote, rename these uh, education camps. Um, <laughs> I went to I, – I assume that, uh, for example – Yeah. Let's just stick with development. We don't need educational camps in college Well, professional hockey. But well, well, for example – um, I went to go see if uh, Colin Bielek was heading up to Winnipeg. He should be. Except they're not doing a camp what? in person. They're doing theirs virtually. What? <laughs> I, I'm just, listen, I'm just oh, telling you what they're doing. Okay. I guess they looked at the schedule and decided. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it, you do It's better for them okay. to. Well, Let's because they'll this. have all the meetings virtually. I know. And then Let's figure the players clock. are skating on their own. Because I got to get Cam on here in about a all minute. All right, whatever. So uh, let's uh, we can come back and discuss uh, virtual development camps at a later time. Well, uh, but maybe Cam can can explain to us why some teams are, are leaning that way. Well, we'll see. When Physically. We get Cam on, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Okay. Um, I, will, I will call you, then I will call Cam, and then we will be all connected. So hopefully electric sunny vibes turns your crank for about, I don't know, four minutes. Hopefully it won't be that long. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our Monday night special uh, as we continue on the uh, July special 
the summer of strength in college hockey. It's our pleasure tonight to welcome in the strength and conditioning coach from Colorado College, Cam Davidson. Cam, you got Scott and Paul with you tonight. First of all, how are you and how's your summer been? I'm doing great, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And summer's been fantastic. We got the whole team here training right now, and it's been a blast. All right. My my oh, first really? <laughs> You'll get into that in just a second, Paul. My first question right. is you, you've had a chance now, Cam, for a year or so to experience Chris Mayotte. Uh, you run through any walls yet or do anything crazy for him? <laughs> absolutely. I'll, I'll run through a wall for him for sure, man. Uh, he's, he's been absolutely tremendous to work for. It's just been a, a very fun few months here. You know, the season was, was a blast, and it's been fun kind of getting those things together and moving forward. All right, Paul, dig in. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I have a, a couple of questions here. and um you may have the answer. I don't know. Um, just before you came on, we were talking about the fact that uh, Winnipeg is not having a development camp physically in person this year for the second year in a row. That they are doing it and they're just basically holding their meetings virtually. Are, are people starting to kind of rethink the schedule with the skating and stuff that they do with these things? Or is, or is this something that is strictly Winnipeg's decision? You know, that's that's pretty difficult for me to answer. I've not been at that level. Um, right. So that's that's tough for me to answer. I, You know, the schedule of the amount of skating, uh, I know with the level that we're at, we like to kind of decrease that in our offseason. But for a development okay. camp, you know, that's tough for me to say. I, I can't say that having a camp or not having a camp would be beneficial or not. Um, I... I, I personally would like to get those guys together and see how they're moving, see how they're skating. Uh, selfishly, if I had a club, <laughs> right? but, um, well, okay. You know, in terms of, in terms of being on the ice, you know, we try to get our guys on the ice one or two times a week right now, but I think it's incredibly important to get off the ice for a while. Uh, but if you're, if you're in an NHL club, looking at these guys coming in, might be a good idea to get a <laughs> idea of how they move in my opinion. But, uh, that's, that's a tough one for me to answer. Has that, have I not been at that level? Okay, like I said, I didn't know if this was something that was kind of uh, permeating throughout the, the conditioning, uh, uh, I guess, world or atmosphere. or Sure. Or, so I, I, that's why I asked the question because I'm, I'm okay. sure it felt kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And, and for me at the college level, it's, it's not something that I want to spend a lot of time on in the summers is getting on the ice a whole lot for me. You know, if those guys want to go skate and get out there, I think it's great. But it's a long season. You know, we're playing games from October to hopefully mid-April. And, and I tell you, it's a, it's a long year and a lot of stress on the body with that skating. So having a couple months off to, to give yourself a little bit of rest and, and recuperation from that movement, I think, is important. Give yourself time to get, get stronger and faster off the ice. I think that's really good in, in terms of being a well-rounded athlete. So... Uh, for me, I, we, I do like our guys to get on there a couple times a week, but but not with me so much. You know, I just like them to kind of get out there and have fun and, and play together. So, Cam, the questions get much easier now that I'm asking them. We'll just leave the guy in Long Island in his basement. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, I want to ask you, uh, first things first, it's been a year now at Ed Robeson Arena, a little over a year. Um Tell us about it. Tell us about that facility that you have there. And, man, just how state-of-the-art and how much fun it is to go to work every day. 
absolutely a state of the art. They they did not skimp at all. I, I absolutely love going to work in that building every day. The, the between the ice, the locker room, the training room, the weight room, the equipment room, everything is just top notch. And it's just they, they did it the right way. And you know, me coming in being able to design that weight room, that, that's a fun time. You know, kind of having a blank slate and, and giving them the, the, I'll just say it, the money <laughs> to, to do what you need to do and, and, and the support to, to to let you do what you need to do. It's it's just been fantastic. And you know, being in that in that uh, that time frame in a new building and just the energy surrounding it and the excitement surrounding the the program is just it's so fun. You know, it can't be understated. It's just, you know, between the hockey staff and and me and the equipment guy and everybody else around the facilities guys, we're always just so happy to be there and go to work every day. It's just an exciting time. Yeah, I'm gonna tell. Go ahead, Paul. When you when you designed, when you sat down and said, "Okay, what are we gonna do here?" I I I know you had your own ideas from places that you worked before, Mm -hmm. but how much of it is like I remember when. When I was, for, for the lack of a better phrase or way to put it, I was growing up learning how to keep score to baseball. You know, you have your own way of doing things eventually, and you kind of steal a little bit from here and steal a little bit from there. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of it is a balance between your own ideas and and borrowing other ideas? Well, it, it's exactly a mix of all that, and, and this is my... I don't want to date myself here, but about my seventh, 17th year being a strength coach and about it's my 11th year for hockey. And, and it's just through all those experiences, I was, this is my sixth university, sixth college right. I've been at. And, and just from, from every college, from every team and every weight room, your programs are really never the same. They always grow. They always develop. They always have to be designed for that certain weight room. So this weight room we have here in ropes and arena is really a product of, how my program has developed over the years. You know, I don't know if I would have done it the same way 10 years ago, uh, but just the way I design workouts, the timing of those workouts, the flow of in-season and off-season, that had a lot to do with it. And I absolutely designed it in mind of what we're doing now, but what I want to be doing in in eight years, you know? Um, so the, the main thing in mind for me was, do we have the necessary equipment to do the things I want to do, whether it be a sports civic thing or not? And, and how do we grow that space? You know, do I leave enough open area to, you know, in three years say, Hey, that's something we need to get. Let's do it. Are, are we able to do that? Do I have the space to do that? So I didn't want to landlock myself into what I'm doing now, if that makes sense. It kind of just leaves a little bit open-ended to you know, how do we continue to grow every year? So a lot of those experiences definitely shaped it. Um, and it was, it's a nice space. And again, the support from from the facilities guys to the ADs to all the donors to, to be able to do that was was really special. Well, here's a, 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 an add on to that question. Um, maybe it was a little bit different uh, when you started coaching at Wyoming. Um, mm-hmm. But as you've gone through this and you've and you've developed your situation, developed your, your program, so to speak, um, how much of an adjustment was it, if there was any at all, having to do this uh, at altitude when you got the CSIT? Well, yeah, Colorado Springs is a, <laughs> a little bit higher than than uh, 
you know, State College. And really what I, really what I had to look out for was, you know, I came here in August, and, and it was a time where our freshmen are coming in, and a couple of those guys are from Virginia. They're from New Jersey, right? So it's – right. I had to be really smart. You can't bring somebody from sea level to 6,500 square feet and hit them full go day one. That's uh, that's not smart. You know, that, <laughs> that altitude sickness is a real thing. Uh, you know, there's something called rhabdomyolysis, which was a real thing. It was never happened to me. I never had that with any assets, thankfully. Uh, so I just slow cooked it for a couple weeks. You know, let's bring them in. Let's see what they can do. Let's get them to, you know, kind of upwards to max velocities, but not not max like ability to deal with lactate. You know, that stuff that gets your muscles and makes you burn. Right. Let's let's not do that yet. Let's not make them throw up. Uh, you know, let's be smart about it and slow cook it a little bit. And so, being at altitude, you just really have to take that in consideration. If you're taking a guy that's been at sea level all summer and and you know, run them into the ground first day, that's moving backwards in my mind. Yeah. So just being smart and taking your time, you know, give them a couple of weeks to get acclimated and then you can hit them, you know, <laughs> you just got to give them that time <laughs> to kind of work into it. Right. Sure. Okay. So, so Cam, the, the reason I wanted to do this series was I don't think you guys get enough credit and I think it's changed over the years. Um, I, I'm going to date myself. Now I was back at university of Minnesota Duluth in the, uh, 80 to 84 era. And uh, if you thought Brett Hall was working out, uh, probably not a lot. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, back in those days, you know, it was it was training, but it, it was not training. And now what you guys do and such a vital role that you play, if you can kind of give us just a general overview. And I know you work specifically with each player on programs, but um, how much has it changed when you start seeing uh, the NCHC quality hockey player now versus, say, maybe 10 years ago? Well, you know, NCHC is a, is a fun conference to be in. You know, it was it was fantastic being in the Big Ten for 10 years and, and just seeing the different different size of guys, the different speed of guys, the different style of play. Uh, for me, I've, I've definitely got to have our guys ready to go to battle every single weekend. You know, there's a lot of ranked teams in the NCHC. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and we want to we want to beat them. Okay, let's make no mistake about that. We're 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 geared to do some battle this year, and that's my thing. Is we need to get more physically ready for the rigors of the NCHC, 100. percent So my big focus for our guys this year, and and it kind of changes from from team year to year. You know, this team right now, you know, what they need might not be what they need three years from now. You know, I might be focusing more on the speed component in three years. But right now, we want to be a little bit more physical. We, want, we need to gain some weight. We need to get stronger. So what I'm focusing on now is is building that strength. And it takes a lot of hard work, right? But it's not at a level of putting 15, 20 pounds on a guy and making him top heavy. So, okay, we're strong on the bench press. We can't move on the ice. That's not needed. Right? Nobody cares what you bench press if you can't skate. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of where it's gone. It's, it's how do we how do we get these guys stronger? Okay, how do we put some weight on these guys, but keep them efficient on the ice and don't slow them down? That's the main the main key for me. So making a, a strong, resilient, robust athlete that basically can do what they're here to do. They're not here to be powerlifters or world-class weightlifters. They're here to be hockey players. But... You're right. It's a it's it's a long season. It's a long off season. I'm working them hard. 
you know, it's not a free ride. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, but and it's it's a fun time, man. These guys are working hard. So let, let me yeah. follow this up if I can with um, obviously you look at some of the guys that come in that are true freshmen, um, 18 years old, that maybe have not gone through a whole lot of uh, heavy conditioning and maybe their bodies just aren't caught up to it yet. Versus say now with the with the COVID and the extra year and all that, mm-hmm. you might have guys like, and I'm going to use a guy like Brian Yoon that's coming back for year five. Um, how much difference is it really to uh, develop a program for, for say an 18-year-old freshman and then a Brian Yoon? You know, it's for me, not a whole lot. Okay. Um, because I'm not trying to put 20 pounds on a guy in one month, right? Right. It's a long-term development plan. So what I'm going to do for a guy like Brian Yoon is, is he's developed. He, he, he can deal with, I'll say pain. (laughs) He can, he can deal with these harder workouts. His, his body knows that the stuff happening at the cellular level is going to be good for him. A guy that's a, that's a zero training age, basically, maybe he sat at at his house during COVID. He couldn't get out there and do much. You know, he, he did that and he comes in and his, his training age is low and he's more of a developmental kid. What's the same is I'm going to hit those two guys with maximal speed right away, right? So that old that old thought of you have to go through all this heavy conditioning and you have to get them strong first before you get them fast. You know, all the research is saying that's that's kind of a waste of time. It's it doesn't work as well as we thought. So all these guys coming in, I'm going to build the kind of strength and have the kind of workouts that they can do that hard work, but they can recover from it. So if I hit Brian Yoon with this one hour long strength session. The next day for our speed session, he might be recovered and ready to go, but that developmental kid might not. So his program might just have some lower volumes. Uh, makes okay. sense. And then when we get to the next day, and we're going to do these these max velocities, this this hard sprinting day, I might have Yoon sprint 15, 20 yards where I have this developmental kid only go 5 to 10 because yeah. he's not prepared for that longer work. Does that make sense? Oh, it's absolutely it doesn't. So, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. We're just trying to be smart about it. And we're trying to meet these kids where they're at. I'm not trying to force these kids to be, you know, 18 years old, first year in our program, doing the things our fourth years do. And we're just going to be smart about it. But it doesn't mean that the work ethic's not there. It doesn't mean that the difficulty's not there. It's just better suited for where the, what they're ready for. You know, so it's just more of a, just a smart approach to get these guys through, right? Yeah, I understand completely. Well, and, and now, is there one, is there something that you guys do now that, say, when you first actually started uh, way back when, when uh, in terms of working out or conditioning, besides all the fancy computer tech stuff, <laughs> you know, which which is not, which is just a matter of keeping track of things easier mm-hmm. are there is there one or two things where you sit there and say to yourself wow I, I can't believe we used to do a or b and that is so out of whack to what the accepted strategies or norm is now sure are there any of those or am I just no 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 you're not playing at the rim it's that does happen and that's what's so cool about a profession is that we're always trying to get better and developing new systems of of getting what we need to get on the ice but not overworking these kids and the thing that I would say this for 
was my first few years at my my last place is you know i came into hockey after working you know basketball and volleyball and track and field mm-hmm. and what was so successful in those sports was squatting back squat heavy back squat mm-hmm. okay we were those other teams i had worked with we were strong okay and we were athletic and we could jump so that strength didn't work against us but what was different coming over to the hockey world was this really heavy back squat it really doesn't feel that great for the low back and the hip when you're skating so much because skating is such a different thing for the human body it's not a natural movement so what took me a couple years to figure out was hey these guys don't feel that great on the ice so why do we keep squatting this heavy this often if they don't feel good and that was the biggest thing that i realized was if i can keep them strong let's say a single leg movement let's say a deadlift let's say a front squat if i can go to these other movements that can keep them strong but hey they feel better on the ice their backs don't hurt as much that might be a smarter approach and it sounds pretty small to go away from a basketball like that but it was one of the biggest things i could have ever done with those guys um and a lot of that was was really just feedback from the teams you know i'll, I'll ask them i don't have any ego about that stuff i'll, I'll ask them how do you feel how are you feeling how does how does it feel doing this workout then traveling across the country then coming back after a couple games <laughs> and having to do it the next monday right, you know because, just asking them yeah because people all sports uh, have to have a certain type of explosiveness mm-hmm. especially in that first movement and that you know whatever it might be whether you're running the bases in softball or you're making that initial jump at the net trying to be a blocker uh, but it's all different even though it's it's still trying to get that explosive first step right you're exactly right and and i want to be clear about that i'm not saying back squats are bad i do squats. No, 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 i get it it's just you know if if you can do if you can have that high force production and then have high velocities with great effort and no pain that's that's your exercise right if you have high force and high velocity with a squat but they have back pain then why are you doing it so for me it's just taking that simple approach to it saying hey they feel good when they do this they don't feel as good when they do that simple answer so that's kind of how i that's how i've developed this program for hockey over the years is is just learning the rigors of the sport i didn't play hockey i was a wrestler in college right so my, my first couple of years doing hockey i just strapped on a pair of skates and went out there and as fast as I could and fell on my butt and slid into the boards and I was like all right that sucks you know I just I had to you know and and after you know once I could stay up for about 20 seconds I was like man my back is tired so it's a a real thing you know you just kind of have to feel what that's doing to you and and how that training affects that all right my next my next question for you real quick Paul and then you can jump in um I want to ask you this because I I we had Chris Kerr on from Liberty and his ACHA program on Wednesday and I think I'll ask everybody the same question just to get the feel for what you guys um, can can give me for definition. But um, how would you define quickness versus speed on the ice? Well, quickness for me would be that first step quickness. How fast? So quickness for me is who wins that free foot race of the puck? Right. That's the quickness to me. You know, speed is okay. If you're on a breakaway, can you can you can you outskate that guy? That's how I define that, right? So quickness would be who who wins the two to three foot race to the puck. So if that's you can, how, that's some quickness for me. If you can, give us some drills that you would like to see guys do and get better at, and uh, 
um, you know, in both areas? Well, for me, it's that it's, it's moving with, with great intent to move as fast as you can. Right. That's going to be the number one. If you go out there and you do, and for me, it's just, it's a short, very short sprints. Okay. So if I have these guys either on the ice or, or on the field right now, I'm doing a lot of on the field stuff with, with that, um, you know, it's all reaction stuff. It's not, you know, go when you want to go. It's all in reaction on a go or a whistle or a clap or something. And it's, it's, it's from half nearing positions. It's from being on your stomach, on your channel line. It's just from all different positions. How fast can you go from whatever position you're in to that first five-yard burst? If it's on the ice, how, how fast can you get from the goal line to the circles, right, to the dot? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, it's, that, it's that, that really big intent to move quickly in a, in a very short amount of time. And for me, it's doing that more times than having su- significant rest. So it's not a conditioning drill it's a it's a speed drill and i think where i don't want to get uh critical of other people but i think sometimes strength coaches get too wrapped up in we have to always be moving you know we can't rest it's got to look like it's intense i disagree i think move as fast as you can in the demands of the sprint and then have sufficient rest to support the work you're doing that way you can stay fast you're not slowing down because of fatigue so for me that's how we're getting these guys quicker on the ice a yeah. lot of that has to do with skating skill, too. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, some of these guys are a lot better skaters, which you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, 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 the heart rate monitors, the accelerometers. That's, you know, high workloads are, are definitely on the guys that aren't as good skaters, right? So, sure. Not to get too far off of the question, but. No, no. So, no listen, these are good answers. And it, and, and it actually made me think of a, a, a question separate from the one I was going to ask a, a moment ago. Mm-hmm. But it kind of ties in. Um, obviously, in 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 sports, balance, especially obviously on skates, is important. Is it possible to work on that? Well, you know, I or is that I simply think, a skating thing. I think it's a skating thing, and and we do balance drills. We, we'll have them go on a like kind of a quarter squat. So you're on one one foot. In, in the weight room, okay, just like a quarter squat down. And the other foot will be on either, uh, you call them valve slides. They're just little deals that slide on the ground that, that don't have a lot of friction to them. Right. And you'll, you'll go through that skating stride. Now you go through that circle where you, the, that, if I'm on my left leg uh, stabilizing myself and the right foot goes forward and then all the way around towards the back in that skating stride and then back up, just working on that slower movement, really training those stability muscles to go through that skating movement. That's how I like to train that balance in the weight room, but I think it's mostly just getting out there and skating and, and, and just getting better at it that way. You know, I don't spend a lot of time working on balance except for that, to be honest with you. That's fine. You know, doing, that, doing, in, doing, yeah, doing skating drills uh, I think is good. Working your inside edge, working your outside edge, getting better at those at that edge work, I think that's important too. Um, so that kind of hitting that both sides of the coin there is, is your ability to hit both edges and being strong on your edges and then working that other side stability uh, when you have time in the weight room, I think is a good place to work on that. Okay. So let me, let me follow that up a little bit with hockey is such a transitional game. You're uh, you're going forward to backward to sideways, to backward to forward uh, all the time uh, as a strength and conditioning coach, what do you have to be aware of to uh, 
to keep guys from being injured when their body is taking them at high speeds forward and backward like that. Yeah, and that's that's what I was talking about, like when I was saying about the development guy as opposed to my fifth year guy. Right. You know, working them working them hard at those velocities and working them long enough to where their body can deal with that fatigue. That's kind of more of the speed endurance side. Okay. You know, so you have you have so if you have a if you put speed in a three pronged approach, you have the accelerations. Right, the one I talked about where you where you do fast burst for five yards with complete rest. That's your acceleration. Then you have your speed development where you actually where, where you can have them get off the line and then work that max velocity. You know, it might be from might be, hey, I want you to sprint from goal line to to the blue as fast as you can, and let's hold that velocity to the next blue, and then you can decelerate to that to the far goal line, right? So we're getting kind of into that speed development now can you do the speed endurance and this is hard to do on the ice this is why i do it in the off season on a track or on the field doing just straight sprinting can i hold them at max velocities instead of just two to three seconds now can i hold them for five six seven seconds okay so can they deal with that high velocity work for longer times than they would on the ice now that is a little bit apples and oranges being skating into running but at the cellular level, it's the same deal. It's the same kind of thing, kind of dealing with lactate, right? So doing that work at the cellular level, training for speed work, and then getting in the weight room and making sure that that hip and the groin area and the hamstrings can deal with eccentric load throughout a large range of motion, that's how I found to kind of decrease those injury rates. But you have to hit both sides of the coin. Yeah, it makes sense. Hopefully that's making sense to you. And, and that's the thing. You have to have a large range of motion and a large ability to control that joint through a large range of motion. And my job is to strengthen them through that range of motion. Good stuff. Okay, so, yeah, so, so when they get on the ice and then now they get fatigued, this, this is another, another thing kind of talking about, you know, what's a, what's a smart shift length? You know, do you get penned in? Are you out there for a minute and 45 seconds, which is – Three times the amount. That's torture is what we call that in the hockey world. Of course, yeah, so of, of course your, your technique's breaking down. Of course you're crazy fatigued. And I think that's where we're going to see those types of injuries. Can we can we take care of the puck well enough so you can have a good shift like and get your butt off the ice for, for your next guys? Then that's kind of getting into a little of the tactical stuff. But that's, as a strength coach, how I do it is I've got to prepare these guys uh, for kind of the worst case scenario, right? If I'm always training them to take a 30 second shift and never be able to deal with those times that they're penned in, I don't know if I'm doing my job well enough. Yeah, good stuff. You get some defensemen, Cam, that it seems like they never leave the ice. <laughs> um, especially playing up there in Colorado Springs. Um, do you know that? Do you know that these guys are capable? Some of these guys are capable of that when they set foot on campus. Or... No, no. I've got to see them train. I got to see them play. And some of these guys, you know, some of these guys are, are pretty good in the weight room. They're pretty good with with the sprint workouts we're doing, or pretty the sled workouts we're doing. And they got on the ice in a game and they flipped this switch, right? And then this different person, and it's like some guys just never ever get tired. Look at the abs in the Stanley Cup taking three-and-a-half-minute shifts. My word. It's crazy. And I'm sitting there going, well, all this stuff I'm talking about taking a smart shift length, I guess I'm full of crap because look at these guys winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so, <it's>, well, <laughs> yeah. 
whatever reason, it seems to most, and, and, and uh, you know, I've been at different levels of the game, you know, between a little bit of coaching and some other things, and I'm like, it, it, it always amazes me that defensemen can play 30 minutes a game. The forwards can't. Right. Now, now, obviously, some of that is is conditioning, and some of that is DNA. But is is there a specific reason uh, why defensemen seem to be able to do that? Forwards can't. Is it just forwards are that much more aggressive? I think that has a lot to do with it. I, I think I think your your forwards are covering a lot more ice at a lot higher speeds than your defensemen throughout a game. You know, and if you're if you're a, a very heavily defensive defenseman, you know how often are you joining a rush? How often are you getting deep in the zone? Right. So, right. I think that has a lot to do with it. Like, if you're an offensive defenseman, and you like to join that rush once in a while. Maybe that guy's doing 25, 26 minutes, as opposed to your guy that just likes to post up and hang back. And maybe he's well suited for 30, 30 minute. Right. So, yeah. uh, for me, it might just be the style of play for sure. Okay. All right. F- um, final final two for me. Then Paul, you can jump in with your final one. Uh, uh, okay, Cam, these are fun ones. Uh, number one, think about this one when I ask you question number two, but um, do you have a specific drill that you really like and that you think might be unique uh, to your program and not somebody else's? And while you're thinking about that, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Leanne Blinn. And, uh, oh, she's a rock star. <laughs> she's great. I love Leanne. Okay, well, she's coming on Sunday. And I want to find out if you've ever taken the guys on a on a runway and had them pull an airplane. <laughs> has she done that? She yes. is. She's pulled it, and she's brought them out. I think to pull like like little Cessnas and stuff, because I give her a bad time when they went to Alaska a couple of three years ago. Now their bus got stuck, and uh, thank God they had Leanne with to help them push it out. Get it right. Leanne made them the players do it. She didn't do it. <laughs> she was pushing. <laughs> I guarantee she can do it. She's strong. She's good. Oh yeah, she's a beast. Uh, she's a beast. Um, well, that first, so that first is a really good question. It's uh, specific to my program, boy. <sighs> That's a hard one. Um, well, think about it this way: when somebody comes in new to your program and they go, "Wow." I'm sure they say that all the time. They go, wow, I've never done this before. <laughs> Do you hear that frequently? For me, I think it's becoming a lot more common is is getting extremely strong on one leg. That That is very important. That was something that when I was answering that question about, you know, is there something that's really developed? And, and for me, going away from that back squat because of how they felt is being able to move extremely heavy loads on one leg. Uh, and that's getting more and more common in the hockey world, and that's a really good thing. Uh, it's a good thing it's not crazy unique, but that's something that somebody coming in might not be prepared for for a little bit. Uh, like we're moving, you know, it, it, it's called a hat field, okay? Hat field means you have that bar on your back, and you're holding on to the rack with your hands. It was named after Fred Hatfield, Dr. Squat, one of the first guys that ever squatted a thousand pounds. He used to hold onto the rack to help him lift more weight. So that where it got that name. So the, the Hatfield split squat or rear foot elevated split squat is you're able to, to use 405, 455, 500 pounds on one leg. Okay, and we're able to move that in a very controlled way on the way down so that eccentric is up to five, six seconds 
and then exploding up with it. So that's something that when people come in and say, wow, uh, I can't even fathom trying to do that. And then after about three or four months, you know, they're coming around and these guys are getting crazy strong and, and they're feeling good and they, they're like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, I'm strong and I feel good on the ice too. So that might be something that has been unique to my programming for the last five, six years. Uh, that it, it's not, I didn't come up with that idea, uh, but it's something that, that makes waves for sure. Good stuff. Paul? Well, in, in that same vein, Cam, is, is, is there, has there been something over your time where, and, and, I, and, and this doesn't just have to be specifically hockey-related, okay. uh, has there been something, because you, know, you do more sports than just hockey, um, has there been something where you said, I wonder why somebody in this particular sport hasn't tried this sort of program from this other sport or this particular uh, workout or, or, or something that, that you were like, hey, why don't we try this? This works in sport X. Let's try this in sport Y. That's a very interesting question. And, and for me, it's, you know, working at a team like hockey and then working at a team like, like shot putters. You know, I was able to work with a couple guys that are world champions and went on to throw in the Olympics. Right. And I'm starting going, hey, like, like this is working for these guys going to the Olympics. Why can't I, I bring this over here to this to this sport? And and really for me, um, it's the ability to kind of be open-minded to the fact that, hey, we're going to lift a lot of weight and it's not going to slow us down. Um, that's not a very specific answer in terms of an exercise, but that's really what I'm trying to do is is – is be crazy strong. I want these guys to be crazy strong, but not at the not at the end game of being slow. You know, so being able to produce super high forces at crazy high velocities and be able to do that on the ice. And and that's that for me is what working with throwers taught me. Is these guys, you know, if you guys watch these high level throwers, they're big but they are fast. Right. You know, the ability to move and do three or four turns in the circle into that explosive finish is crazy athletic. And that's what working those shoppers kind of taught me in the hockey world is we can be strong and we can still be fast. And that's, that's really what, shoot, I did that to volleyball too. You know, right. just, it's not, and that's the thing. I, th I think some, some athletes kind of feel like I'm a hockey player. I have to do this hockey specific stuff all the time. And that's just not the case. That's not the case. You don't have to be, you know, hockey specific is being able to move a lot of force very quickly and then moving yourself on the ice, right? right. So that sport specific to me is the right thing, the right place, the right time, and then be rested to do your sport. That's, you know, the sport specific stuff kind of gets, it's too widely used, I think. Okay. What makes it sport specific is, is hey, I'm not back squatting you heavy a lot in season, so your back doesn't hurt, so you can skate well. That's sport specific to me, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> all right, let me. That's a, that's a good question, man. That's a really good question. You, you, Paul gets you one of those about once every I'm month. Gonna, he'll get I'm a good question. No, that's a good question. I have a very slight background in the fact that uh, a long, long time ago, uh, I had to take some. Whether it be, even though the science stuff usually escapes me, um, as a phys ed teacher, I had to go through some of it. So I have a very basic idea of some of the things you're talking about, even if I don't have the uh, advanced specifics. But 
So these are the kinds of questions as somebody who's uh, got a little, very little bit of training, especially compared to you, and, and, and has coached in a bunch of different teams and, and kind of looked around at different things that that those are the kinds of things that fascinate me is the crossover. So, All right, so let, you know, let me ask you this before we let you go, Cam. Sure. Um, how many times do you get asked this in the locker room when Menino and Stewart and Mayotte are all together and Stewart and Menino come in and go, what in the world is with Mayotte's metabolism? He can eat whatever he wants and doesn't gain a pound. That's not fair. That's not fair, is it? <laughs> they tell me that every time I come there. He's on the go, man. He's an intense dude. He's always on the go. <laughs> I love it. All right, Cam. Thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck with the guys this year. And uh, let's see the, uh, the Tigers make it to that NCAA tournament. How about that? Hey, man, it's a, it's a really exciting time. It's it's awesome to be a part of. We're going to get there, 100%, no doubt in my mind. And uh, so you're going to see some really good uh, young players coming up next month, too, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah. With the Five they're Nations kind of coming your way. Man. They're, they're really <laughs> fun to be around. It's going to be fun. All right. That's Cam Davidson, folks, the uh, strength and conditioning coach from the Colorado College Tigers joining us tonight. Paul and I are going to be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. Thanks again, Cam. We appreciate it. Thank you. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. 
go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303 943 3772. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs. Indeed it is, Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, you, uh, you've had a chance now to get your full taste of a strength and conditioning coach interview. Um, your takeaway. Uh, first of all, this is not my first trip to this rodeo. No, no. I mean, for the, for the summer strength and conditioning, oh, you weren't well, here for Wednesday night. So this no, is our I first wasn't. I, listen, strength I, and conditioning three, coach three, three nights a week is enough for now. Um, <laughs> um, no, listen, I, I like getting, because everybody, these guys are uniquely different. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it's not, they're not just coming at everything from a hockey angle. Because, like, for example, in, 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 in Cam Davidson's case, he's got the whole program. We obviously just focus on the hockey which is why I asked the question at the end that I did because, like I said, those are the things that fascinate me as somebody who's, listen, I, the, the closest I came to any kind of level was, was the, when I was coaching hockey because in the end we, we coached two Division One players. But, you know, we were just a small part of that. Um, but those are the things as somebody who's coached a bunch of different things and talks, like I said, is it most, is it mostly high school coaches? Sure. Because that's where I work. Okay. But I love getting that outside perspective, so to speak. And, 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 and seeing how it crosses over because yeah, well, it used to be, like you said, just lift weights. That used right. to be working out. Well, I'll tell you that what, what I like uh, about this, and this is what I was hoping to get out of it, and two interviews in, I'm thrilled already, is that um, if you heard the interview on Wednesday, Chris Kerr from Liberty was telling us an awful lot about uh, the insides of your feet, the balls of your feet, right. uh, and how important they were to skating and strength training. And if you, if you didn't have strong feet, 
you were going to have a problem. And man, that really, that really resonated with me specifically because I've had bunionectomies on both feet and it eliminated the distance in my golf game. And when I went back uh, for physical therapy after my surgeries, that's what we worked on. And I was going like, wow, why wasn't I doing this prior to this? And how much better and how much farther could I have hit a golf ball? So I can see that point. Well, then you get a guy like Cam on tonight, and he's talking a little bit differently. He's talking about, you know, um, and and I guess I was a bit surprised when he said, you know, I do different intervals and maybe different levels, but not really change the program up between a fifth-year guy and a a first-year guy. I thought that was really cool that you could integrate that as well. So I'm getting all kinds of fun stuff out of this, and I hope the audience is as well. Well, and and and, and look at it, and and this is not, you know, Chris has got a little tougher job, right? Because he doesn't have those guys to like, hey, you know. You got a scholarship. You need to uh, get your butt in here. And um, he doesn't kind of have that same kind of control over there at Liberty. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. If, if yeah. you understand yeah, my point, because okay, yep. those guys are paying to play, so to speak. It's not the other way around. Right. Yep. So um, now, listen. That's not to say that these guys, that those guys at Liberty don't do that. Don't do what the guys at CC do because, you know, to play at the level that they do as regularly as they do. Right. I mean, there has to be some consistency in the training. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, that's, so, uh, you know, it, and, and the other thing that is, is that, when you uh, you listen to uh, the strength and conditioning coaches and you realize that they're not the guys on the bench uh, game planning, game in and game out and all this and that, but how excited they are about their programs and how excited they are to see these teams achieve big things. I mean, one of the first things you heard out of Cam was, yeah, we like to hope that the guys start in August and September and are still playing in April. Uh, right. <laughs> that, that's thinking about the big picture there. And I think that's really cool because um, he's kind of in the back, in the background a little bit, um, but yet he feels the uh, cohesiveness, if I can use that word, uh, of building a program to win a national championship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because that's where it starts, right? That's that's where it all, you know – any of these programs, you know, if you talk to David Carl over there in Denver, right? That's he'll tell you that they, they, you know, hey, that's where it all starts with that strength and conditioning coach and that weight room and and that off season training. And yeah, if you don't take that as and if you don't take that as seriously as you take anything that goes on during the season, you're not winning. No. And and the other thing with those guys is it's not just what they're getting out of the training, but it's the cohesiveness and the team building of being around each other uh, without having the X's and O guys over you saying like, 
hey, when you get on the ice, I want you to do this, this, and this. These guys are just spending time together, getting stronger, getting to know each other, and uh, getting prepared for the X's and O's uh, when they hit the ice. So, yeah, I think it, I think it's cool. I mean, this is, uh, like I said, just the second episode of our uh, Strength of Summer series, and uh, I'm thrilled because uh, I've gotten already so much out of this that it's in, just incredible. Yeah, and, you know, this is where we can be different than other people, right? Because these guys don't get oh, we're, a chance. We're different. There's no doubt about that. Well, yeah, well, but, you know, uh, <laughs> most of the time these guys – don't get heard from. Right. Exactly. Well, right. And you so, heard Derek Schooley pat us on the back last night saying like, uh, how are you guys doing this hockey in the middle of summer and keeping people interested? Well, that's it. That's what we look for. I mean, that's, that's what I strive for anyway, is to find uh, unique stories. And I know you do the same, whether it's strength and conditioning or just, you know, behind the scenes stuff. I mean, yeah. that's what you do in the summertime because in the, to be honest, in the, no in the regular season, yeah, there's there's too many games and stuff going on. Or we we get down with the show and we go, gosh, we should have talked about that. Well, we just didn't have time. So uh, this yeah. is the time to get it done. So um, I'm thrilled that Cam made time for us, and that was great to uh, to talk strength and conditioning at the NCAA level um, at a program that's got a brand new facility and uh, everything going for it at this point. Yeah, and it's 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 a lot of fun because, like I said. Um... You know, to me, I remember one day uh, walking over to the high school here in my district, and it's what I call a football district. You know, every district here on Long <laughs> Island seems to seems to have uh, a different sport that that is like their flagship program. Like some of them are softball, and some of them are soccer, and and so sure. forth and so on. And I remember one day during the summer, I was walking. I was I was you know, on the school grounds. And I saw these kids flipping these giant truck tires. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's basic, but, you know, it's it's high school and not Division One college. But, you know, these were the offensive linemen working on exploding out of their stances. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, things like that. Uh, I had never seen that before, so I, you know, I was curious. You know, so these are the things that you can get from folks uh, in these positions that you can't really get anywhere else. Yep, I totally agree with you. Well, um, we're off to a great start. July is a great month. It's going to be a fun month. We'll have somebody else new, uh, hopefully, every day. Um, tomorrow night, you and I will be back with College Hockey West Live, and then Stephen and I will be back with the uh, Great West College Hockey Podcast on Wednesday night. We'll uh, we'll see who we can bring on board and continue on. I do know that Leanne Blinn is booked. <laughs> Try to say that one fast. Leanne Blinn is booked for Sunday night, That's and good. she's out with a fantastic guest. So we will uh, we'll see what we get tomorrow night. Continue to keep going. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance to see some development camp stuff, I mean, uh, most of them, if not all of them, are open to the public. So get out, see some of these young guys. A lot of them are college players. A lot of them are junior players that uh, are getting a look at the pros for the first time. So, all right, take it away, my friend. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drurians and Sweets. 
Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership, but you have to see one of the stores for details. Buy summer skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. Buy Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Buy M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota. Our staff at 4455 College, South College Avenue in Fort Collins works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza. More than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find a location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, say a big thank you again to Cam Davidson, the strength and conditioning coach at Colorado College. And uh, we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody.